Like, you know, you, you hear that all the time. That does not make sense. Why would you do that? But you can't think about what ordinary people are thinking and doing. You have to think extraordinary thoughts. You have to be uncommon. And you have to move in uncommonness. Thought Fortunes Podcast, episode number 11, Relationships That Build Business. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Fortunes Podcast. I am your host, D. Arlando Fortune. This is a show about business and authors. With the growing demand for information, entrepreneurs must learn how to turn their ideas into words on a page that bring in cash and share a unique message. This podcast brings you the strategies, tips, and bars to do just that and do it well using a book. For you who have not got the book yet, what are you waiting for? Right now, we are in a 100-book giveaway. Go ahead and get a copy of uh, my best-selling book on how to write your book, appropriately titled How to Write Your First Book in Less Than Four Hours for Free. You can get that right now for free by going to darlandofortune.com slash WYFB giveaway. Again, that comes in uh, three different formats. You can get it PDF, or EPUB, or in Mobi. Go ahead and grab that now at darlandofortune.com slash WYFB giveaway. Start learning how to write your book uh, very quickly using the strategies that I teach and bring my clients through. And uh, yeah, this this process works. It's already been proven. Helps you create more bestsellers and get that content out of your head. If you do not feel like you are a real writer, that's not your strongest thing. This book will show you how to write and get your book done and make you sound like you're a professional writer. Go grab the book. So uh, today's episode, we're dealing with Miss Kaneen Morgan. She's actually... Uh, another one of the authors in the Authors in Business Tour. Miss Kaneen is, wow, y'all, she gets passionate in this, in this interview. And I get right along passionate right with her. You have to forgive me. I think I get on a soapbox at some point and I get to preaching a little bit. <laughs> Not preaching like in a sermon, but I get to get on. I sound like uh, I'm, on, I'm about to ask for an offering plate at the end of my little tirade. <laughs> but it's all in good faith. It's all in, in love. It's all to help you get to your next level and producing your own book and building your business even bigger than it is right now or extending its reach even further by getting your book done. That's what I'm trying to do. That's why we have these authors come on here and talk about their stories, their journeys. Because then some, hopefully someone's story you relate to and you're like, oh, God, they did it. I can do it. And then so hearing their story, you take that next step. The next step might be to call me. It might be to call or contact one of the authors. But the next step is for you to get started on your book or to actually start publishing the book that you've already written and it's been sitting on your computer. Wow. There's a lot of people who have that. Okay. But uh, a couple of things to point out here is at towards the end, y'all. There's, she just keeps dropping these nice nuggets, these lines that I want you to remember. And you're going to hear them now. And you're going to hear them towards the end. But she says, when you think uncommonly, you begin to move in uncommonness. 
that is a that's a whole mindset that uh, we start trying to shift into when you're really trying to succeed in business and stand apart from other people, right? So that's an idea. She gives some other. There's a, a gap in those phrases where she says, "When you think uncommonly, before she gets to you'll begin to move in uncommon." She starts filling in some ideas of what that actually looks like. Listen for our biggest success are born out of discomfort, uncertainty, and risk. And you'll you'll hear her and through her story, through Kaneen's story, how she has done that for herself um, and helping other people to do that and be more successful in their businesses and alive by helping them move through their discomforts um, when they're uncertain by getting and getting answers to questions and then the risk that's involved in doing all and being a business, period. Uh, and how do we go through that and still find success? You have to go through it to find success. Uh, finally, she says, you cannot think about what ordinary people are doing. You have to think extraordinary thoughts. And that might sound woo-woo to you uh, when you first hear it. But if you really meditate on that, take some time to think about what that statement says. Ordinary people are all around you. When you become the authority, the expert in your field, you set yourself apart as an extraordinary individual in your industry. So what would extraordinary people do in this situation? What would extraordinary people say in this situation? How would extraordinary people think that's something worth your time to meditate on? All right, so enough of me. Let's get into today's episode. All right, y'all, we are bringing in another, not only a great author this week, but she's also a ghostwriter. You know what? Let me not get into her her bio by just talking off the top of my head. I'm gonna go right into get into this bio because I'm sure we're about to have another great episode uh, today with our guests. Let me get into her bio. Uh, Ms. Kaneen Morgan is an inspiring writing and publishing coach, author, speaker, and an empowerment transformational leader. That's a mouthful. It means she makes things happen for you, right? So for over 10 years, Kaneen has served as a business-to-business writer and a ghostwriter to many. Kaneen is one who thrives on the emancipation of personal expression. She is a master at creating space for freedom to market one's gifts and voice into the world. As a journalist by education and passion, which is awesome, Kaneen firmly believes that everyone should author a book. Supporting others to be fully expressed, Kaneen wants to be the catalyst that helps them fulfill it. And through her intuitive communication style, spirituality, and strategic perspective, Kaneen assists many in discovering their purpose, as well as writing and building their vision. Kanine is on a mission to support others to boldly dream big, express their authentic self, create freely, build strategically, and most importantly, live powerfully. Welcome to the show, to TFP, Ms. Kanine. How are you? Hello, hello. I am well. Glad to be on the show, and thank you for, um, for allowing me to be a part of the show, and I'm, I'm excited about it. Excellent, excellent. Now, we've gone through the bio there. Is there anything else you want to add to before we get into the question? Anything else you want to add on there? Well, it's a lot to add, but I'm just going to just, just say this. It's a lot to me, definitely. But um, originally from New York, I migrated to Georgia two years ago. I do have one son. Um, 
And in, in addition to writing, I am also uh, I also have a uh, drop-off playcare center for children. Oh, cool! Wow. Okay, you're getting it done. Excellent. So drop-off care, child care. That's just man. I'm telling you, every time I, I'm cool with the little. When I was taking my daughter to daycare, uh, she just got started kindergarten this year. But I was dropping off at daycare, and I sit in there for about five minutes, sometimes ten minutes, and just sit there and watch the kids and. I'm like, I don't know how y'all do with this all day yeah, long. I don't I know. know how you do it. <laughs> Especially you know, when the kids are wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, the good thing about it is 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 not well, it's a drop off. So they have the ability to drop off the child at any hour. Sometimes parents may drop off one hour, some may drop off all day, some may two, you know, drop off two hours. That's so that's the good thing about it. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, so let's get into the first question. Definitely a softball. Um, toss it up there for you. What are you reading now? Okay, so I'm going. I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but I'm going to just read. I'm just going to spell out the first word. So the first word is spelled U N F U. It has an asterisk and then K. Oh um, yeah, I just got that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh huh. So um, and then the next word is yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I love the book. The subtitle is Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life by Gary John Bishop. Yes, 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 yes. So they've been, okay, so, okay, gotta, I'm gonna sidetrack. It's just, just, just get, deal with it. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, how okay. do you feel about all these uh, profanities that are becoming part of book titles? I mean, of course, they're working, but like, how do you feel about this? Like the titles. So- the books have been well, awesome. Me, well, for me personally, I, I don't use profanity a lot, but I love it because this is when I went into the bookstore, going to the bookstore all the time. This actually attracted me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and it's just it's just life. I mean, just people speak a certain way, and you know, people use profanity at times. We get upset. We use profanity, you know. So this right here, when I read when I read the um, the title, I'm like, I have to get this book. <laughs> Yeah, and then especially like what attracted me when I read that, and I read the back of the book, and I went into the book. I it's like, it's like no second guessing. I had to have this book, so I've noticed that certain titles definitely create more um, draw to it and more attention. So um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that, you know that's an awesome cover too. I just I was just pulling it up on my phone there. Um, that you know, with the hand, with the, the things written all over it. I mean, it's a, it's a great title. I mean, it's a great title. Exactly. It's a great cover. Everything about that says, pick me up. And I love that. And, you know, that's one of the things we definitely need to have as we are writing our books. So you started off with a great point there. Love that. But let's talk about you. I appreciate that. Cause man, uh, I picked up almost everyone that has a curse word in it just because. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you know, sometimes it sounds motivating. You're like, yeah, you read the book. You're like, yeah. So when I saw it, that's how it was. I was like, yes. So See, I was ready to. <laughs> here's, here's, here's one of the, um, the reason why I started picking up more of them is years ago, one of the first self-development, uh, personal development guys I started looking at, um, the book of it was, called, the name of the title was like, shut up, stop whining and get a life. Right. And the guy. Oh, yeah, was, I love it. 
<laughs> it was like the pit bull of personal development. It was this bald headed biker dude, like literally biker leather jacket, all that type stuff with the, with the sunglasses, typical biker looking dude. And <laughs> that's how he was personal development. He was in front of, uh, you know, million dollar companies, big companies. That's who he is. And he was, I mean, look, let's listen to that title. Cause I'm the type of guy that's kind of this hard headed. I'm going to say, you can't say kind of hard headed, either you're hard headed or you're not. So I was going to say that. <laughs> Most definitely. So ever since that book changed my life there, the piece that I brought up was like, I'm going to give anybody that feels open enough to say it, speak like that. I'm listening to, especially coming to the rooms of, uh, of 12 step rooms I've been in. You hear all types of profanity all over the place and they're just, <laughs> up. so I've kind of used, gotten used to that language. Anyway, I digress. Well, you, as usual. Uh, you know what you see now you got me digressing too. So I was going to say, I met with, um, so I had a, a mentor and this is kind of what helped push my book out and push the business out. And I, I'm same way. I, I am so stubborn and hard headed. And he had to talk to me certain ways. Like, listen, you know, I'm not going to say what he said, but he used a lot, you know, he's very spiritual, but he used a lot of curse words and it made me realize like, okay, I got to get out of my own way or, okay, I have to do this. Or I have to do that. And especially at those times when I was not listening, like he had said something and he said it in a nice way. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it my own way and learn on my own, you know, learn how I want to learn. And he would just get frustrated when he had curse. And that, I mean, and that actually sometimes got to me because I'm like, okay, he's really serious. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sometimes, you know, just certain words you just use to certain people, especially those who are hard-headed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate this. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, speaking of your business, you talked about you having a, a coach right now helping you with your business, uh, make some some breakthroughs for you in your own um, your own ceiling you had on yourself and pushing you through that. So before we get into some of those things you learned and about, your, your, uh, about what your book is about and how it's helped your business, tell us about your business. Tell TFP family about your business and more importantly, why you do what you do. Okay, sure. So I am a ghostwriter. I have written several books um, for organizations as well as um, individuals. Um, also, I'm a writing coach, so I help people kind of get out of their head and write the story, release the story, and publish it. And thank God, you know, I met Desiree because she actually, you know, she's able to build upon, you know, my thing is right, helping them write it, but then once they write it, it's always the next level. So my my uh, job as a coach, as a writing coach, is to help them get out of their head, of course, and to begin to write and begin to tell their story and begin to release it. And then also sometimes they don't know how to pull it all together. Sometimes they have the vision, but they don't know the how to or um, how to start or where to begin or where to finish, where to end. So that's where I come in to kind of help them get, you know, gather their thoughts together put it in a, in a strategic way, you know, formulate it, organize it, and then put it into a book and get it published. Um, also, I spent a lot of time in ghostwriting people books. I find that most people contact me to ghostwrite their books. Mm-hmm. So I take the ideas and I write it. My name is not on the book at all. And I, you know, I take the ideas, by the way, it pays very well. So I take the ideas and uh, we have conversations and I just get their book out into the public. Hmm. So now you, uh, before we, before we, uh, let me ask you this quick question before we get into, I want to know why you started this, which, what, what got you into this path, but so you're the guy, so I heard lady to say, um, when you talk about like the celebrities and so forth, they say the celebrity's name is huge, bigger than the title <laughs> across there with their face plastered across it. And then it says with 
so-and-so. So you would be that with Kaneen Morgan, correct? That would be you? Yes. If you're going to have your absolutely. name on there? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, well, my name Excellent. was typically my name. Well, so my name is when I go to write people books, my name is not on it at all unless that's part of the agreement. So mm. sometimes I write a book, and if, if it's agreed, then it may say with Kaneen Morgan. But in most mm. cases, I write the book. Um, no one knows. And a lot, you know, a lot of um, celebrities and, you know, well-known people, they do the same thing as well. Um, where they, you know, like Steve Harvey, you know, he had people written some of his books oh, and, yeah. and it was ghostwriters. So, yeah. So, um, and no one knows, no one knows the ghost that's, you know, they, they consider the ghost for a reason. They write in a book and they just, you know, they ghost, they consider it to be in the background. So, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, they don't have the time. Um, sometimes they just don't know how to put it all together in the book. So they will contact a ghostwriter to write the book for them. Excellent. excellent and also plays, plays as well. Really? I wouldn't have thought about a play being written by a ghostwriter. I mean, to yeah. collaboration, yeah, but I've seen or heard, and, you know, this is my idea, and you have the writer doing it with, and you're working together, but not just, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now tell me why, Why you had, in your bio, you talked about having some uh, background in, in writing and so forth. Why? So why yeah. go into the ghostwriting? What, what was that impetus? You've been writing since a kid. What was something I always, what, what, what was that? What was that? What's that about? So... <laughs> So um, I'm just going to tell you a really quick story. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I tell the story all the way because it's, it's all the time because it's very fascinating. People are like, wow, did this really happen? But um, when I was a child and I remember um, I had to move to another household and I didn't understand, you know, why I had to move into this household. And I didn't understand why I was taken away from, you know, my mom and all these things was, you know, occurring and happening. And I could not, like, I didn't, I I couldn't express it or I couldn't talk to anyone to understand why I was feeling what I was feeling. And I was at the age of 11. So I began to write. That's, that's the start of me writing at the age of 11. I began to write and I put the, I put the note under my, in my pillowcase, woke up the next morning and I'm like, what happened to the, you know, the letter? And I'm like, just upset. And I wrote a letter to God. I just was upset because I'm like, I don't understand what happened to the letter. I felt like they invaded my privacy. They just took the letter and read the letter. And I mean, I just, I just freaked out. I was upset and I let it go. You know, time has passed. Now I'm in my late twenties, early thirties, and I meet someone who's a mentor. And I would never forget because I said, no one ever knew this story and how I felt besides myself. And he said to me, he told me, um, you'll get this in writing. And he said, no matter what, continue writing. And he said, in fact, I'm going to show you how, 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 you know, you're meant to write. He said, years ago, you wrote a letter and he said, and you thought no one read the letter. He said, but the letter, he said, the letter was touched and he said, the letter, um, moved God. So he said, you are now called to write and begin become a messenger you know, to inspire people and to help others be inspired by their story. And I just burst out in tears because I'm like, this, this is unreal. Like I've never in my life had someone to actually go into my life and, and reveal something that no one else knew. So from there, he began to stick with me throughout my journey and he's pushing me like, you have to write, you have to write. And then from there, like even growing up, even from that time from 11, I found that's the only way I can really communicate was through writing. And I found that I can, you know, always, I just felt like I had to express myself through writing. Sometimes I, I couldn't verbalize how I was feeling or what I was going through. And then sometimes it just come out better in writing. So I will always write. And as I, as I had written, it just developed and developed and developed. 
And eventually I just, I think I started writing for a church. I was part of a church and I would just write for people, just write letters or just write an ebook. And next thing you know, it just turned into something more where people say, Hey, could you write this for me? Hey, could you do this for me? So it kind of just opened up that way. <laughs> Not to mm. say I didn't really want to ghostwrite. I never really wanted to ghostwrite. I just always wanted to write my books, but I spent a lot of time in writing other people's books. And um, it, it just became a natural part of me. And, um, you know, and especially because my background, I, when I first started college, I was studying journalism and theater. I stopped going to college. I went back to college for communication, stopped again, and then went back for business and organizational leadership. So I haven't been, you know, too much in the area of educating in terms of writing and communication a lot, but it just seemed to work that way. So everywhere I go, I seem mm-hmm. to always attract people, you know, who, who are writers, who want to write, people who are looking for ghost writers, and it just seemed to follow me. No matter how many, I just try to get out of this advice, but it just seems to just always go that way. So that's my story behind it. Oh, man. Okay, so... I wrote a letter too before I left for college, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a nice letter. <laughs> it was a it was a letter to my father. I was just over being, um, I don't know. I was just being an angry, <laughs> an angry teenager. So years later, when they found it, it was a whole different conversation <laughs> than saying, "Hey, you need to pursue more of this." They're like, "Why did you even write this?" And please stop. That was a whole different thing. But I love that, that, you know, God continues to do those simple things. And um, for TFP family, definitely listening to those who are making this impact in your lives. And I, I love the fact that you said that he did not only just say he spoke, spoke to you, spoke life into what you've been doing and helped you to define your, your personal mission for yourself, but then he continued to push you. And sometimes TFP family, we need someone to, to give us a little push, to someone to see into us some of those things that we have forgotten or we have overlooked, and they give Absolutely. us that little bit of nudge to go do it. Right. But again, remember, God's only going to do so much. He can't, he's not going to do it for you. You got to take Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. And as you continue to move, I love what you say, because God, you start moving in that direction and guess people start popping up in your life. And it seems random, but it's all in divine order. <laughs> it's all and, and you know you are so right and it's like because I had the desire I had the willingness but sometimes you know sometimes things can be you know feel defeating and that's how I remember I felt that way you know at some point in my life is feeling defeated and I remember he would call me in the morning and especially I had lost my job at one point I feel like I lost everything and he had called me in the morning mm. And he's like, it's six o'clock in the morning. He's like, you still, are you still sleeping? I'm like, yeah, it's six o'clock. He's like, get the hell up. What are you doing? You going to be writing? I'm like, can you have some sympathy? Could you know? But he was so, when I say he was so um, motivated and pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And, um, you know, I just thank God for those type of people that just come into your life that push you, that push you. And they see something, you know, in you. They see your potential and they push you into that. Oh man, that's awesome. I love it. I was just reading a book, uh, listening to an audiobook called The 5 a.m. Club. And that's exactly oh, that's what I heard yes. you talking about there. You read that one? Yes, I love oh, that. Yes, love the story. It's 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 so oh man. Anyway, <laughs> let's get <laughs> let's go into let's go into more of what happened here as you began writing for this ghostwriting. You started getting to you said you wanted to publish more of your own books. So let's talk about some of these books that you published or one in particular, whichever one you want to do. But when did you 
published your first book and why did you publish that book? So my first book is called Finding Your Way to Secret to Find and Creating a Purpose that was published in 2011. Mm-hmm. And that book was just about my journey, right? Because we all uh, we all have a purpose, but sometimes we don't know how to create it or how to create our lives based on a purpose. And what I realized at that time, what I discovered is if you don't know your why, you're not going to find a way. So sometimes you can say, hey, like, for instance, hey, I want to write a book. And then you, that's it. You just want to write a book. But, if you, you know, so because you just want to write a book, you don't know your why. <laughs> Okay, so you don't know your why as far as why you want to write the book. You're not going to do it. You're not going to find a way to create a way to make it happen. So this is what this book is about as to understanding your why, understanding your purpose, and then finding a way to make it happen, finding a way and creating a way to make it happen. And um, like I said, this book was inspired by my mentor. We had a lot of chats that we had, a lot of conversations that we had, and my whole transformation and, and my journey into greatness. So just my journey, you know, my spiritual inspirational journey into greatness. So the book is really key to helping people um, get motivated in their purpose, how to find their purpose. Uh, sometimes we have so many things that we want to do in life, um, but we, if we don't, again, know why, and we find, say, for instance, I may want to write a book, I may want to, you know, create businesses it, it is an underlying reason why you know wanted to do all of that sometimes it can just be self-expressed so sometimes you know your why is to help others be self-expressed and you, you know why you want to do this or why you want to do that and then you create a way to make it all happen mm, excellent yes bars i was trying to hold it in there because you was, I was <laughs> like you know hey man can't man okay so wow I remember that that's kind of the reason for my first book myself. And it seems like that's what a lot of authors or first, first time authors want to do is like, let me, t- they, they get, they feel they're in it. They found their purpose. They want to tell other people and they're so inspired by what they're doing. They want to tell other people, go do it, go do it. They've been mm-hmm. hearing because what we find out is that one person we've been hearing it from so many different people, but that one person that comes in and their story for whatever reason comes in at the right moment you don't know if it's your story, so we got to publish it. Let's get it out there and help someone else get to that next level. So I love that you do that um, and, and talking about finding a purpose and moving towards it. Ah, absolutely. Absolutely, y'all. Absolutely. And y'all, and as we, as we, as you're writing your first book, part of that uh, TFP family, part of writing that first book is should talk a little bit about there. How do you get into So people got to know you a little more about uh, before they go into, here is how you change your life, or here are the seven steps to getting healthy, or here's whatever it is that you're wanting to talk about, you know, raising better kids. They want to know a little bit about your story. And it helps if you've already taught, understand what your purpose is and clear about it. So you can talk a little bit about that in your introduction and get the people to know, like, and trust you from the beginning. So now um, you've written, how many other books have you written after that one? That, um, that's so to say I for yourself. I know you've written other ones for yourself. Yeah, so I have written um, The Gifts of Encouragement mm-hmm. um, as well as co-authoring with I'm not a left behind group with Desiree Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have a book that's going to be coming out very shortly called Motivational Factors, motivating you to write and publish your book. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next piece I'm working on is a children's book called Power Hour. Oh, yes. Power Hour. Wait a minute. Yes. So I got to ask, what is that going to be about? Because I might need to get that one. So uh, basically it was inspired by a friend who she does a lot of power hours with her son. 
And I realized to make people feel the most important, especially children, is to have a power hour. So the book is really about um, children who are superheroes. And mm-hmm. every time they have a problem, they go into their power hour like, yeah, I can solve this problem. Or, you know, so they they turn to the superhero within that hour to solve a problem. So the book oh. is just to help children. <laughs> I, no, I, love, I, I love that concept. I love that concept. Mm-hmm. I might, um, there's, I, I don't think you have any more, or they're making any more of episodes for it. Um, but there's a show called Super Y that I have. I used to have my daughter Ooh, when, I, I, when, I, when I jumped in. Have you seen the show? No, but I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's called Super Y, W-H-Y. And um, so what happens in the show, like I used to have, I go and go in the shower and I have my daughter watching it. And it's all about going into books to solve solve problems to the people, to the, the lives in the kids, uh, the lives of the kids, right? So something's happening in one of their lives and they're like, that sounds like, a, then you gotta go into this, uh, sounds like a something story, something. I can't think of the name of what they say, but anyway, they go into a book to look for the solution. And in there, they're learning how to read, seeing letters, sounds, and all that type of stuff. And they're figuring out the solution for this, uh, for the character's problem by reading a book. And then they go implement oh, it after they come out of the that. story. So they go into the story and learn and they come out of the story for real life and they go solve the problem. Okay. So it's kind of, that's what I hear you doing, but that's a, that's a story, but I love that. I never, I haven't even thought about implementing that in my own, in my daughter's life on how to do that. So I love to hear that. Wait, story. What's that sound that you make? That sound, I have to make that sound because you just gave me a nugget. <laughs> Oh, bars! <laughs> <laughs> Most I have to remember that because now, now yes. that was definitely a nugget. So thank you for that. Most definitely. I want to see that. I want to hear that book because I want to know what's going on in that power hour. I love to start implementing that with my daughter. Definitely will. So let's talk about this. Um, you So with, whichever book you want to start off with there, with the book that started helping you to build your business, that's going to help you in your business. Um, I want to know what was your business like before that? Tell me which book it is, but then what was your business like before the book? And then what has happened after you've written the book, after you're publishing it? So before I, I was not getting a lot of contacts, a lot of people who wanted their books written. And once I've written a book, it was like credibility. I now became authority in, in the, you know, authority figure in the, in the subject matter. And now people begin to read the book. And, and especially after speaking with me, they begin to trust somewhat what I have to say. Um, and then also because, you know, having, having the knowledge and written, writing that, that knowledge, they begin to realize, hey, you know what, she may know something here, or um, she may be a good source. They read my book and say, hey, I love what you've written. Um, I want you to go write my book. Um, so definitely the book added credibility. The book definitely added, um, and like, you know, an authority, being an author or being an authority figure in, in the, again, in the subject matter. So when I went, once people read the book and sometimes I give out the book for free, depending on the situation. And sometimes I just give out portions of the book and when they read it, they're like, Hey, I want to connect with you. Hey, I want to write a book. And they get so inspired because they read something about the book. They related to some parts of the book and because they relate to it, they wanted to write the book. They wanted to hire me to possibly speak or to write their book or to help them publish and, and write their book. So when I tell you the book is so important um, to get your credibility out there, to get your voice out there, and the more consistent you are with writing books and writing material, whether it's eBooks or just social media, by the way, I have to look, I'm like horrible at social media, but I might have to get out there more, but books is, is definitely my thing. And, and 
And the more I write, the more I find that I connect to people on different levels and higher levels. And the more I find that it builds my business. So I, I love writing it. And again, it, it, it affords me so many opportunities um, just by having a published book. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. So um, it, it, as a follow-up to that, you talk about how your book started giving you more authority. So definitely TFP family, think about that. We've said it several times. You continue to hear more and more authors that come on and say, I have more credibility when I go to talk to someone about what I do. So what is it that you do and how, uh, and understand how a book's going to help people to believe and trust in your ability to do what you say you do by just having the book published. Don't ask us why it is what it is. People trust authors. <laughs> okay. So the question I have for you though is which book were you given uh where you is more responsible? Like are you giving out the, the one on the purpose? Which book is it that you're giving out that's helping people say, like, I think I want you to come or help me write my book? So um so I definitely give out um I definitely give out finding your way, but Sometimes um, I have, like I have a book, I have my book printed out in sections. So I have a small like pamphlet that's written out into sections. And sometimes I may meet a person, or I'm at a workshop or I'm at some type of event. And instead of giving a business card, I may say, hey, here is, you know, my book. And what I found is the parts of the chapter that, that's written in the book and I've given it to the person, it speaks directly into what the situation is. So, um, like for instance, I have a chapter called Consistency Removes Resistance. Mm -hmm. And um, I gave it to this woman one day, and she's like, you don't even understand, like, why I needed this book. You don't even understand why I needed this chapter, I should say. Um, Because what, you know, what she'd been experiencing in her life, she's been very inconsistent in many areas of her life. And some things that she wanted to move from or, you know, get going in her life, she felt like she, she started and then stopped. So she was inconsistent. And when she read that chapter... It opened up a conversation. Well, she didn't read the whole chapter, but she wrote, read, you know, portions of it, and it opened up the whole conversation. And we connected after that. And she asked me, "Can I help her?" It was actually a children's book that she had written, but she asked if I can help her um, complete her book. So that was the start of, yeah. So you know, I, I think that's a great selling point when you have your book because you know why you have you have information that could be valuable to someone. And sometimes, you know, the the way things just happen in life, you know, the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, is when you connect with someone, you may say, hey, just take this book or you may just have a sentence or a chapter that you have on your business card or you have a little pamphlet of your chapter and you give it to someone, you'll find that it instantly connects with the person. So I find that was most helpful for me in connecting with people. Um, and, and then when they read that, they tr- they somewhat trusted um, what I had to say. They they valued the information that I had given them. And also, but it, it didn't just stop there. I had to make the consistent connection. So I had to conversate with them. You know, we exchanged information. I called, hey, what you get from the information? I emailed them. Um, you know, here's some more. So I kept feeding them a little bit more to get them um, accustomed to it, to get them to wanting more or wanting to learn about it more. So I was constantly creating dialogue and communication and conversation and eventually you know still the deal the contract was signed and, and begin to help them write their book okay so okay before we drop before i before we drop that bar that you just dropped in i gotta have to go a little <laughs> deeper before we recap a little bit what you just said because that's a whole new perspective on uh on dropping on you know free content if you will but doing it in person because i never thought about doing having sections by myself are uh, with me that are printed out of my books. You know that that's a whole different thing to 
to do. And I like that you said that. But before we get there, I want to ask you, because you said you follow up with them. So let me ask you this question before we recap that um, and maybe dive a little more into that. What are you asking, once you've given someone this, this excerpt and you said you're following up with them, um, are you asking, okay, so I want to hear more of that, that process. Is it you're giving them this piece, this, this excerpt and then you're asking for their contact information or are you like, is there some exchange? How's that exchange happening where you know you're going to follow up with you and they know you're going to follow up with them? So typically, uh, typically is, is it starts out with a conversation. We exchange information. Um, sometimes, you know, the information is not exchanged just yet. And depending on how the conversation is going, you know, because I'm, I'm a great listener. I, I listen, observe, and, and I kind of know how to um, maneuver, you know, in that situation. So mm-hmm. I'm, I may, like I was at a networking event, and I had met someone, and she is, she's a, um, what do you call it? I guess a communication, not a communication specialist, but she helped write content. So I'm not a marketer, but I was something communication. But mm-hmm. she had, uh, she was telling me about some content that she was writing and she, she started her own business. And I, you know, just listened to her. I was telling her about the book and I, and I wanted to inform her like how I needed assistance. So it wasn't just about what I can do for her, but also how she can help me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so we begin to have a conversation and then from there I said, Hey, could you look, you know, take a look at this. I was sending her emails, um, asking her questions because, you know, people want to feel needed. People like to feel that they help in as well. Um, so I would ask her questions to engage and open up dialogue and conversation. So it wasn't like I was just calling, bombarding her and selling her on mm-hmm. what I offer her, mm-hmm. um, but listen to what she had to offer as well. So when I listen, you know, I always listen to people, see what they have to offer, how we can benefit each other. And a lot of times just doing that. And so it's like I was constantly building up um, the story, constantly building up, you know, the 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 cell. I guess, you know, I guess you could say cell, but constantly building up by listening to what she's offering as well. And also where we can mutually benefit each other. But the most thing I have learned is just having a conversation. And sometimes you're not going to, you know, get the cell right away. But constantly having a conversation and staying in the communication because they, they refer you to others. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I was learning to constantly stay in that in that um, in that dialogue and then but giving them the space as well, but also sending them, you know, sending them important information from my book or something that I may do um, to say, hey, by the way, you know, I'm just checking to see how you're doing. Thank you for the information you have shared. Um, how can I benefit you? And by the way, if you know someone who's looking for a ghostwriter, you know someone who can benefit from this information, I may create a small snippet or or some type of, um, you know, flyer or something from the book that's important, you know, just based on the conversation I have with this person, then I would begin to, you know, give her that information. So I find that that was most helpful. Sometimes it takes work, but just listening a lot and having a conversation, you begin to open up many doors. Excellent. Okay. So I, I, I like, okay, yeah, there's so many bars just dropped in there. Yeah. We got to, you might need to rewind just right there. Cause there's so many, <laughs> there were so many pieces to, but they were all simple steps. So one, I'm going to try to knock off five of them. You tell me if there's something missing there. Um, at the top of my head, the number came as five. So we're going to go with five. So number one, it was about we're listening, right? We're listening to someone 
as we're connecting with them at, at a networking event or wherever it may be, in the line, mm-hmm. the grocery store, whatever, at the gas station, at the pump, whatever. One of my mentors I met at the pump, so don't 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 think uh, you can't meet somebody at the pump. Uh, multi-millionaire. <laughs> um, that's a whole different story. Thought he was driving a 300. I was like, that's a pretty, that's a, that 300 looks real good. That's a, you know how people try to make the 300s look like a Bentley? And I was like, that is really good job. And he pulled up, I was like, no, that's a Bentley for real. So I had to, Go over there and introduce myself. Um, so now that's what I heard. The one is listening, right? Listening intently um, for how you can help and serve. Number two is your uh, make extending an invitation to continue that conversation, whether that's through um, listen, uh, offering a piece of your your book um, or you're offering your services and listening to what they have to offer. Now, then number three was to continue the conversation, like continue to nurture that relationship by continuing to, uh, to ask for how you can serve, but also reminding number four, reminding people of what you have to offer. That was one of the key things that I saw there. Or listen, there was like continuing to remind them, this is what I have to offer. Um, yeah, so I guess it's four, not five. There we go, number four. <laughs> go ahead. Um, you know, one thing I was going to say is, is very interesting because um, someone introduced me to another woman who she had a nonprofit organization. And so I, I do, I take my time to study people. And, you know, that's another thing because, I, again, I'm a great listener, observer. So I take my time to study so I know how we can benefit each other. And um, someone introduced me to someone else. And I took my time. I went on her website kind of study what she was doing and we had the conversation so based on her information on the website I was kind of able to you know engage in the conversation more so she wasn't looking to write a book or anything but she was looking for someone who possibly can help her with her website um, so mm-hmm. I referred her to someone but because I gave her you know information concerning um, her website like I gave her a nugget basically and this woman mm-hmm. sent me $150 just for that information. Wow. So Good. sometimes, awesome. right. So it's like sometimes it may, it may not be for the book, but just because I, you know, listen to the conversation or for some type of feedback and we had like a, a two hour conversation. Um, but the fact that I was able to give her some information and also from my book, I spoke about some inspirational that, that she needed to hear and just given that information, she was so inspired and, you know, moved by it that she sent $150 as a thank you. That's what's up. So, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love hearing that. You know, that's that's that compensation, not knowing where it's going to come back to you, but knowing mm-hmm. that when you give, uh, you're investing into someone else or investing into them, that you're going to be compensated um, regardless. And it may be, you know, you, it doesn't mean it's going to come from the person you're talking to. In this case, it did, but you don't Absolutely. know where it's going to come back. Um, Absolutely. Yes, love that. And, you know, you, there's something else you had said um, about the excerpts. And something I wanted to point out there is that I do I do a similar thing when I give on my books, <clears throat> where I'll flip through, I'll flip through and kind of like, where is this person? Where does he need this book? And I take the little bookmark that I have and I'll slide the bookmark onto the page wherever God sells me. I feel like God's selling stock right there, and I put it in there. Like that's the page. I should, and I tell them that's the page you should start. We should go to that page, right? Because um, mm-hmm. that's what I. And if for whatever reason, that's just what. It tends to be where they're supposed to be. Like they're supposed to be connected. God is guiding yes. you. Similar way that you say it there, where you're giving excerpts and and they're like, go to here. And it's like, oh, that's what I needed. It's like, 
I knew you needed it, <laughs> you know, but it wasn't you, you know, God told you that this is what you're supposed to be or put them in a place for someone to take what you have and take what you need, um, get what they needed from it. So I love that. And I love that idea. That's another, another bar for y'all to catch. Another bars, y'all, is to make sure <laughs> when you're going to give your, your book away to someone or you're going to connect with someone, if you have a time, not a long line of people or whatnot, but you're meeting someone is to find a page. And I got this from one of my mentors. He talked about, um, uh, uh, again, leaving a bookmark on a page that you would want someone to start off reading. You may have spoken with them a little bit and you find like, all right, I know I can help them. You find that page in your book is what he taught us, taught me is to put it into a bookmark on that page and say, and in your note, and then when you're signing in the beginning, um, you know, write your name or whatnot, whatever your little catchphrase is or whatnot. And you say, um, start with page or start, um, and start with page so-and-so, whatever it is, page 45. Um, and they, on, when they open that, they see that and they're going to go to page 45 and they're going to get the answer that you have given to them because you've, uh, in your book, and now they're more likely to either refer that book or tell somebody else about that book or contact you back. Okay. And of course, uh, the follow-up as Miss um, Kaneen says here, follow up with the instructions, the solution that you gave them. I love that. Love that. I have not been following up like I need to. So I appreciate that reminder there. And, you know, just one thing to add as well. Um, you know, I, I love to motivate and speak to people destiny. And one thing I've learned is, you know, sometimes we can write on the inside as authors. We may write in a book and say, you know, because of time or whatever, um, you know, thank you for supporting me and, you know, write our names. But mm -hmm. sometimes add a look going further and add a little bit more, which, you know, kind of give the person hope and want, it, want them, you know, to come back. So for instance, where, um, like the, right, the woman about the consistency remove resistance. Mm -hmm. um, so for instance, speaking to her destiny saying, you know, um, focus on this chapter and then also write and you are consistent. And as a result, you know, as a result, you are, you know, you are wealthy, you are successful, you know, you know, so it's like you already given, given them something to be, you know, feel motivated and inspire where they know they have to focus on consistency, but knowing you say, you know, you are consistent, you're already speaking to what they are and what they need, you know, what they need to do to become that, but you speak into what they, you know, what they are, what they're becoming. So that's a lot of I do. And I find that sometimes when I do that as well, sometimes I may get an email and say, you know what, hey, thank you so much, like, you know, for that, for that word or whatever you want to call it, or, you know, for, mm -hmm. for what you for in the front of the book and also the information and solution that you have given me from that chapter. I've learned so much. So I do get a lot of feedback from that as well. So I like to go over and beyond to connect with a person when they feel motivated to also want to make a connection with me. So excellent. Love that. Follow, follow, follow the guidance, follow the guidance you just heard right there, TFP family. And this, this, I have next question for you. Uh, Ms. Kaneen, is that, you know, we learn a lot from the writing process or we learn at least something from our writing process, not only, you know, how to improve our own writing organization, things that, uh, that organize in our thoughts and so forth, but uh, there's other things that happen through this writing process. We may notice about ourself, our emotions, cleansing, whatever, um, it may happen as specific to you, the individual, and it may change for the book. So my question is, what did you, what have you, or what did you learn during the writing process outside of, you know, writing skills? Oh, man. I'm trying to keep it short. I've learned um, <laughs> so much. But first, let me, you know, I say this, that sometimes, honestly, God, I feel like 
um, and this is just just very real talk. Sometimes I feel afraid to write certain things because I feel like when I write it, I'm actually going to experience it. Sometimes I have a thought, and you know, I have that thought in my head, and it's like I want to write it, but then I'm like, oh God, I don't know if I want to write this because I know I'm going to experience it. Mm. So a lot of times I feel like as I begin to write, I experience, you know, so I guess I can come with a solution and really help people. So it's like I'm actually, it may not be an experience that I've fully gone through, but it may be, you know, wisdom that's on the inside of me or something that I want to share. But I feel like once I start writing, I go through the process. Um, so with Finding Your Way, um, when I began to write the book, it started out and it's, you know, it wasn't Finding Your Way. And I didn't even want to write anything spiritual, you know, inspiration. I wanted to write something totally different. But the book took on its own form. And as I began to write, and sometimes, I, you know, it wasn't always where I had the inspiration to write. But as I began to write the book, um, you know, things would come along the way. And I wanted to go this way again. So I found that I kept going this way. So I wanted to say, you know, to share with people that sometimes the book will take on its own form. And as you begin to write the process, you know, write, write the book, um, just go with the flow and go with the process. But also after writing it, um, you have to have someone, you know, the accountability partner kind of bounce things off of um, because we can be all over the place. So with me and writing sometimes, you know, being all over the place, but I've also learned to be consistent in the writing. I've also learned that I transform as I write. The more I write, I'm speaking to my future. I'm speaking to my destiny. It's like I'm calling things, you know, into my life. Um, so I've learned as well that the more I've written, I'm actually becoming like, sometimes I write and I'm not, you know, I may not be there yet, but I write it. And next thing you know, a year, a year from now, it actually manifested. <laughs> so, so, um, I have learned that a lot that, you know, when you're writing, if writing to me is a prophetic act, you know, you, you speak into, you know, situations, you speak into things, you speak into people, um, you speak, you know, you speak into your destiny. So as you write, you know, you're releasing things into the atmosphere, you're releasing it so you can begin to manifest those things into your life. So the whole writing process for me is transformational. Sometimes, you know, honestly, is is challenging, is, is, you know, hard sometimes, it's difficult sometimes, but the rewards of it is so sweet. And um, the most thing you can get out of it is just, again, having someone who inspire you to motivate you and having people in your, you know, in your just a support group, having people to kind of help you get it out and get, you know, get it into the world. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the power of working with a team, you know, we need accountability partners, even a project manager, because if you're trying to write, you want to write, sometimes you don't know how to do the whole thing. We heard that from the beginning mm -hmm. uh, with Kanine saying there, like, you know, you get the writing done, then you have Desiree, someone like Desiree to help you with the, what do we do now? <laughs> but absolutely. <laughs> um, but doing that process, uh, we have accountability to keep us on task to get things done. Of course, we have writing coach here on, on the call. You also know that I'm a book consultant, CFP family, so you're looking for someone to help you with that. We definitely love to help you get that. Um, and if I can't, I'm not the one for you. We have other people like Desiree and uh, Ms. Kanine and so forth that I definitely recommend you to, to help you get that book out of you and get it published for someone who needs to hear your message. Yeah, I also said that that whole transformation, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And when you start talking about it coming true later on, uh, I just kept hearing, I kept hearing, you know, uh, a scripture talking about make, make, write the vision and make it plain. Make it plain, right? yes. So other, whoever may read it may run with it, you know what I'm saying? Now, we're not going, I'm not going to get on my sermon. You have a sermon right here, but understand, 
it, <laughs> scripture says, ancient text tells you whatever's in your head to write it down as plain as day so you understand right. it. So the next person can read it and say, and know where you're going and what you wanted and where you're Ooh, going I and love they can go forward with it. Hey, hold on. Let me say this again. For all of my coaches out there, all of my mm. thought leaders that are listening right now, you have a vision for most people's future, what they can have, what they can look like, what their potential is, what they can step into, this bright future that they have for them. You have a vision for them that they may not see themselves or just starting to get glimpses of, and they're starting to look for solutions on how to get there. And you have a path to help them get there, right? Mm. You have a, a, a path that if they follow one, two, three, four, five, or A through Z, they will get there. That is the plan, that's, uh, that, that is the vision for them, and you're making it plain by saying, step here, then do this step, and do this step. That's a plain step, uh, making a path plain for them, right? So they can see it. Wow. Scripture tells you, ancient text tells you to write it down so that they can take it and run for it. You know what I'm saying? Go get it. Yes. So it's on Mm. you to follow these scriptures and write it down so someone else can read it and get the vision that God gave to Mm. you to give to them to get to where they're supposed to go. And there's really where he wanted them to go from the beginning. And you were the one who's supposed to help them get there. Are you going to hold that self? You holding somebody back. Well, no, you holding somebody back. <laughs> let me get off my mind. Let me get off my mind. You know that. You better preach it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. I'm just saying. And you know what? Can I just add really quick? Oh, no, go ahead. Um, go ahead. So um, I also want to say that, you know, this is what I tell a lot of people. Your your book is your foundation to your vision. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, I this one woman, I helped her write her book. And um, when I before I help someone write their book, I always try to find out what their vision is for their life, and then how that book is going to relate to what they're going to be building. So when I first spoke to her, she said, "Oh, I've never, I'm you know, nonprofit. I would never do that. I don't want my own business. I don't want this." So she wrote a book, and the book is called "I Care," and it took on a life of its, you know, of its own. So I always tell people, your book is the vision for your life. It, it begins, you know, like a blueprint. It, it begins to. You know, as you write, it becomes a foundation for you to build upon your life. So she written this book, and next thing you know, a year later, she created a nonprofit. Now she's doing all these successful events around eye care and around all these different things. So I always tell people, look, you know, the book is so important because it is, like you said, you know, you write the vision, and then you run with it. Someone read it and, and run with it. Um, so you add in value to people's lives. And it's like now you're building, you know, you're building legacies. You're building, you know, you're building visions. You're building businesses. You're building people and transforming lives. So the book is just so powerful, you know, in itself. And people don't realize sometimes that, you know, when you're writing things, it's just simple. It's not a simple act of writing, but it's, it's, it's actually, you know, building your life, building other people's life, transforming. You're actually speaking to your destiny and calling it forth. So I always say, listen, write the book, you know, write the vision, make it plain and get it out. Mm, so. Love it. Yeah, she dropped another bar on you. It's real, real smooth like, real smooth like. All right, <laughs> job from the beginning. She said, from the beginning, she's working with her authors, or new authors to be. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to accomplish? What is your vision? And then you write Real the bar. book towards that vision. Don't get it backwards. Stop writing books mm-hmm. because you just want to write the book. Or you feel like someone told you you should write a book. What is it? You probably, again, we both believe that you should. But mm-hmm. what is the book supposed to help you do? 
profit first. Think profit first, family. All right. Um, and again, y'all, just a reminder for those who are like, oh, we're talking about spirituality and making coins and making money. That doesn't go together. Yes, they do, for one. But secondly, profit doesn't mean that you have to have monetary gain. The profit means to have uh, to have a gain, but it also means to have to have an uh, it means to benefit, make take to have an advantage or to gain. So you may benefit, such as the I care project there. We're talking about nonprofit. An advantage meaning you're getting authority, which is Kanina's already spoke about, and to gain making making money. Kanina's also spoke about making some money. So that's what it means to profit, just so you think I'm going off the side. Either way, you've already spoken about a little bit of some promo tips here. I don't know if you want to add another one on there for, for um, your best promotion, book promotion tip that you have. I think you gave an awesome one already, but if you had another one you wanted to share, uh, we're definitely, TFP family would definitely listen. Um, well, again, I would say, you know, the, the most important thing you could do is connect. You know, I, I do that as an individual where, you know, I, I get excerpts from my books. But the most important thing is to connect with the group. Like, I'm so grateful that I connected with um, No Author Left Behind Tour or Desiree Lee because she has really um, began to help push me out there as well. Like, it's, it's like as a reminder to, hey, you got to get out there and, you know, move as one and begin to do things. So the next point to definitely is to connect with the group, connect with an audience or support group that um, knows more than what you know, you know, because that can really help you push your book out there. Because a lot of times, and this is what I've done in my, with my book, and I had to realize to get back to it where we write the book and we, we allow it to sit there and it's not doing anything. It's not going nowhere. It's not making any profit. And I just have to say this too, like most I, I've spoken to some writers or, or people who publish a book and they say, I don't want to make any money. I just want to write the book. Like, oh, you insane. Like who doesn't want to make money? You know, so it's not just, you, you want to write the book, but you know, you your information that you write is valuable and people should get paid on their knowledge and their information. So again, um, you know, connecting with someone such as Desiree Lee or No Other Left Behind um, uh, book tour or, you know, or different companies like, you know, such as yourself, connecting mm -hmm. with you or whoever that can really help push you into your next level. Um, again, because you don't want the book to sit there. You want it, you want it circulating. You want it transforming lives. You want it to serve a purpose. And when it's serving a purpose, then you can, you know, really benefit, receive the benefits as well as benefit others. So. Again, connect with the audience, connect with people who can really, you know, help push you and know how to get your book out there, know how to promote your book, you know, know how to help you move from A to B to C. Excellent. Love it. Love it, y'all. Definitely love that. That's a fantastic tip. Um, I don't know that I ever would have, even though I do it, I don't think that I would have ever thought about using it as a, prom as a, as a, as a promotion tip, but it's one of my number one tips. The number one strategy is to get around other people to support me, get my book out there. Love that. Fantastic. Y'all need to get that done. All right. So you talk about making some coin, making some profit, uh, making some money with the book. And I definitely understand the pain of thinking if you build it, they will come. It didn't happen for me. <laughs> okay. I had to actually do something about it. So let's talk about how you, not, also, not necessarily um, only about the book, making profits from that, but how are you leveraging? Um, your book right now for your back end products. So as you kind of talked about it, you're, and, and I think you, you basically have given a, an uh, understanding of that, but I don't know if there's a specific strategy that you may be trying to use that you've been using more successful with uh, <clears throat> to help you with your back end product sales. So you now you're talking about copywriting. Some of that is giving excerpts out, doing some networking. Um, is that all part of your process? Like your whole end goal of getting an excerpt out is not 
only to help, uh, of course, to help, but also to get to that, the uh, the ghostwriting, excuse me, um, that your process that you have, or is that what what's going on? Well, okay, so definitely um, is to get you know my name out there, to get the book out there, to of course, the first thing is actually to inspire and and help others, um, but also to build a community. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, one of the things that we forget is the importance of community, the importance of um, really making things happen as a community. Um, you know, because again, you know, what I've learned is, you know, Desiree as well, like we move as one. We cannot do it alone. So the thing is to build a network, to build um, followers, to build supporters, you know, to build um, relationships. That's the key is to build relationships. If we have relationships, you know, we can, we can really go far. And a lot of times, you know, um, so many of us think that we just do it by ourselves. And, you know, it's a, it's a quote. I can't remember the quote exactly how it goes, but it says something like, if you, if you do it alone, you know, um, you know, you'll go quickly, but if you do it together, you go far. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm learning um, to build relationships. So it's not just, you know, when I go out and I connect with people and I send them excerpts from the book or send them materials um, and connecting is, is, is not just, I mean, of course it is about inspiring and getting my information out there, but it's about building relationships. Love that. Oh, that is so profound. That that is profound, y'all. Um, definitely <laughs> love that. Because you, it's it definitely because you you talked about it. You when I when we look back over TFP family, if you listen back over to, to interview, that's exactly what uh this idea of using and building, using your book to build your connections and to grow your network, um, and grow your audience, grow your following, grow, grow your people that you're working with. That's exactly what Ms. Kanina is talking about when she says, I'm offering excerpts and then I'm following up with them and seeing how we can help each other. She's using a book as an introduction to come into her community, step into her world. And of course, if there's that reciprocal reciprocation going on there, they're going to stay together, stay connected. And of course, you continue to remind them that I help people do, uh, help people ghostwrite their books, right? So get the book published by being a ghostwriter. I love that. That is exactly, oh, love it, love it, love it, love that. That is a great way to help you with your back-end products. It's building the community by using your book to bring them into your world and continue to, oh, love it. Awesome, awesome. All right, so now, now we're going into some of the more fun questions and we're wrapping things up here. Um, so the first question here is, what do you do on your days off that most people don't know about? Ooh, don't want to share that? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, so, um, so I, I love dancing. So that's one. I, mm-hmm. I um, dance a lot. I take dance classes. Um, I uh, serve a lot. So I, I'm always volunteering. I'm a, a child advocate. So mm-hmm. I go into the system and advocate for children. Um, and also, uh, so I do a lot of, uh, all right, I do a lot of things, but you know, one thing I can say, I do a lot of ministry work. So I do a lot of prophetic work, uh, a lot of counseling, prophetic work, um, mm-hmm. as well as, um, what people don't know is that I study names. So I do a lot of name analysis and that's another really? way I get paid. <laughs> wow. See, no, wow. <laughs> I know I wasn't sure what to share. I'm like, oh, should I share that? But yeah, I do, oh, I do name analysis. No, I, I mean, it still fits right in with your with your personality from what, we, what we're learning here is that you want to speak life in, into, pe- into people and help them go to where they're supposed to be going, where they're called to be going, where they believe they're supposed to be going. And part of that, obviously, Absolutely. is able to look at these names. That is interesting. I've never met anybody who does that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, next next question is, what is your favorite book? Uh, so 
this book really has um, changed my life um, for the, you know, for the best. So it's called The Laws of Thinking by um, E. Bernard Jordan. And um, when I tell you the book has uh, really, because at the time when I, when I, someone actually gave me the book and I just ran with the book and I just, I mean, I literally I finished the book in two days, but of course, you know, we heard the law of attraction and we heard, you know, all these different things about, you know, your thoughts and how you think and, you know, you, you attract what you think, but this book went way beyond that. And the book really helped transform my life. And again, you know, because I became aware of my own, not just of my own thoughts, but my behaviors, my blind spots, and those things that, you know, stop in my life. And I didn't realize I was self-sabotaging myself. So when I read the book, when I tell you, like, my life has completely changed since then. And it the kept me, it thinking? kept me on, yes, mm-hmm. Just keep going. I'm sorry. That you kept you. No, no, no worries. Um, so it kept me on the path um, because even when challenges showed up and you know many obstacles showed up, that book kept me on the path to pushing forward, moving forward. I had to keep reminding myself through those books why it's important to you know keep going and what's in store for me. So um, you know the book again it speaks to your thoughts, it speaks to your behavior, your destiny. So um, again, wow. the book has really transformed my life in, in profound ways. All right, by Bishop Jordan, E. Bernard Jordan. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to pull it up on Kindle already. Excellent. <laughs> Love it. All right, so now moving from there, what is your favorite quote? Oh, and why? oh boy. <clears throat> um, mm. So I have several, so I'm just going to say two. So I'm going to say um, life uh, is not a matter of chance, but it's a matter of choice. Okay. So... Um, you know, a lot of times we leave things up to chances and we think, you know, it's just going to happen. And it's a matter of our choices that we're making. The next one is life won't stop for pauses and procrastinations. It won't stop for your confusion or fear. It will continue right along with you. So, um, you know, learning that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, so learning that, you know, um, we have to we have to continue going on despite of you know our fears our procrastination when like we may want to procrastinate for you know whatever reason it could be fear or whatever but life is not going to stop and we can't you know become a victim to procrastination and fear because life's going to keep going so we got to begin to you know move past those things and create your life make choices take steps create your own life. Mm. Hey, look, my book, Find Your Way. <laughs> yeah, your look, way. look, look, I was, <laughs> okay, <laughs> look, okay, speaking about your book, Finding Your Way, there's a, there, before we go into this last question here, and I guess you can transition right into it, it's just a good way, um, good place to segue into it, because <clears throat> the final question here, before we ask about what's next for you and how to connect with you, the final question is, um, what's the message message that you want to share with the world? So I want you to go and transition into that. But here's the what I want you to talk about as you transition into that. You have chapter two here, and it stood out to me. It says, um, uncommon sense brings uncommon favor. If you, oh, yes. if you would speak to that and then transition right into your message. I'm, it's your okay. world right now. However long it takes you to get it out, <laughs> it's your world. So I'm going to make it quick. Um, so... And that's basically what what I'm going to say anyway. I'm just going to use that. But um, a lot of times we, you know, we we want to be common. We want to fit in with, you know, with others. We want to fit into society. We have a sense of belonging. So a lot of times we make choices based on what makes sense. 
So for instance, um, some people may, some people may say, Hey, I'm not going to, I want to write a book, but it doesn't make sense. I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. I don't know how. Mm. So those, those things sound like common sense, right? It stops you from doing what you need to do because it's common sense that you don't have the money. You don't have the time. Um, so when you think uncommonly and you do things, you do things and you take risks because you have a wellness, because you know your why, you, nothing is going to seem common to you. You're going to begin to move in uncommonness. You're going to begin to do things and take risks that's, you know, that's not common. And I, you know, I just like to say this too, like, cause like our big, our big, I feel like our big, our big, excuse me, success, you know, are born out of discomfort, uncertainty, and of course, risk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times we, you know, again, we make choices based on what's comfortable. Okay. Like this is comfortable. I'm just going to, um, you know, I'm just going to write a book and, you know, write once a month because it's comfortable for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't have to waste my time in doing this. So it's comfortable. Uh, you know, you may say, hey, um, you know, I want to leave from this job. I can't stand this job. I'm not getting paid. You know, make a whole bunch of complaints and it's comfortable. So you stay there and starting creating the vision, you, you know, moving towards the vision. So a lot, you know, thinking uncommon and not thinking like ordinary people, but becoming extraordinary, you know, becoming um something that's, that's not, you know, that's, that's not normal, I'm going to say, because, you know, I'm going to say, I consider myself not normal at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, learning to be, learning to sit in discomfort, learning to not be normal, learning to not be ordinary, um, and being okay with being, you know, uncomfortable, being okay with taking risks, being okay to start the vision, whether to write a book, you know, um, whether to jump into a relationship, whether to, you know, jump into your own business, being okay with being uncomfortable in that. And people may say to you, hey, that doesn't make sense. Like, you know, you, you hear that all the time. That does not make sense. Why would you do that? But you can't think about what ordinary people are thinking and doing. You have to think extraordinary thoughts. You have to be uncommon. And you have to move in uncommonness. So thank wow. you. Wow. Love that. Yes. Yes. So you're thinking like common people, you're going to get common results. But if you want that <laughs> uncommon favor, things that other people say, that's not normal. That's not people. How do you yes. get that? Well, I don't act like common persons. Oh, yeah. So can't love that. The See, I knew I chose the right chapter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Love yes. it. Y'all grab that book. Grab that book. Um, so go ahead and, and, and now let us know how TFP family to let us know what's next for you and then how they can connect with you. Sure. So what's next for me is definitely um, going on tour with uh, No Author Left Behind tour with Desiree Lee and and the other fellow authors. And um, that's coming up August 31st. The next that's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. The next one is in um, October in Dallas and then November in um, Los Angeles. So I'm excited about that. Um, also is to publish uh, motivational factors, motivating you to write and publish, as well as Power Hour. Um, so, you know, you're going to hear more about my um, Kids Nation, which is not just a drop or play care, but it's also um, is going to be a bookstore for children. Um, my mm-hmm. mission is to help children write books early on to be self-expressed, to get their voices out and heard into the world. So look forward to that and look forward to many other books that's coming forward. Um, and you can connect and meet with me on uh, Kaneen Morgan on Facebook and on Instagram, Kaneen L. Morgan. Also, my website is uh, com. Again, that's com. 
Excellent. We'll definitely have all those in uh, all those links in the show notes. And, you know, uh, we'll definitely have you have to go check out Desiree DLeeInspires.com uh, slash events for you to find out where the tour is going to be. She can actually meet Kaneen in person and the other authors on the tour. You're going to you've heard several of them already. So that being said, y'all, uh, you can be, you can do, you can have every, anything you want in this world. You just got to believe. You can live a life of no doubt, just blessings. We will show you how right here, right here. And remember, you're one book away. Check that out. Hashtag one book away. As a matter of fact, it's on the shirt right now. We got shirts coming out for that. And thank you, Ms. Kaneen, for sharing all the bars you done dropped on us today and sharing some more <laughs> of your message um, I appreciate what you've done for us and what you're doing for the community to help more people, uh, thought leaders and professionals and authors to get out here, want to be authors to get out and write books that change lives. Thank you. Thank you so much for what you're doing and what you're being on today's show. Thank That'd you. Be- thank you so much for having me. Excellent. God bless. All right. God bless you as well. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You've just listened to episode number 11 of the Thought Fortunes podcast with your host, D. Orlando Fortune. I want to give thanks to our sound and audio guy, Kyle Binge, and of course, to our creator. Now, do you have any questions or comments about today's episode? Uh, Email them to fortune at thoughtfortunepress.com. I answer those emails myself. That's my personal stuff, y'all. Make sure to come back every week as we break down how to leverage books to build or start a business, right? And go ahead and get a copy. Again, I remind you, if you heard something today that it was like, man, I can do this. Go ahead and get a copy of how to write your first book in less than four hours and start going through the set, the 10 steps of the signature book profit formula. It walks you straight through from beginning on deciding on the book you're going to write, help you get how to get paid in the very beginning before you even written a word. I show you a strategy on how to get paid from the beginning. And then in the final chapters, I start teaching you some strategies on how to get paid on the back end of your book. Y'all, go get the book for free during the giveaway. Otherwise, you're going to pay full price. You know, darlandofortune.com forward slash W-Y-F-B giveaway. That's where you want to go to get your copy. Now, if you like the show, do us a favor. Share, like, and join. Take a, Here's how we're going to do that. Take a screenshot and share the episode with the hashtag. Hashtag Thought Fortunes Podcast. And then show us how much you like us by giving us five stars and a review on iTunes. And get into the conversation in the Facebook group. If you have more questions, that's what a good, good conversation comes down to. It's that Facebook group is Write Your First Book. Until next time, God bless.